Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Let us pray. O God, our leader and guide, in the waters of baptism, you bring us to new birth to live as your children. Strengthen our faith in your promises that by your spirit we may lift up your life to all the world through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Now it's time for our children's message. Last call, Victoria, are you helping today? All right. Guess it's just me. I guess I will ask you guys the questions I was going to ask Victoria. So today we heard Psalm 121. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Is that help only in these walls? Thank you. No. Do you want to help now? Yeah. Because I want to talk about when we went on vacation. And Victoria is the only one who can answer those questions. Victoria, did you want to visit another church when we were on vacation? No. No? Were you, was it because you just like being here? Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you worry that maybe God wouldn't be there if it wasn't here? Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? The psalm today is a reminder that no matter what church we're going to, or even where we are, God is there. He's there to protect us. He's there so we can talk to him when we pray. And that's what it says. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And kind of like the song that the bells just played, which was, I want Jesus to walk with me. It's a reminder. When we go out from here, God is with us. You want to pray? Okay. Dear God, thank you for being with us in any building that we meet in or even just outside of the building. When we need you, when we are thankful for you, thank you for being there. Amen. And school. And at school, that's right. Thank you. I invite you to rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. Pharisee visits Jesus by night to learn from the teacher his friends reject. Jesus speaks to him about his life in the spirit and the kingdom of God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. 
So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to contemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. So to start with, without looking, who can quote to me John 3.17? Ding, 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 ding. Thank you, Mike. Yes. Yes. Everybody, now you can look. Indeed, God did not send the... Okay, together with me. You can look. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. We're going to do that again at the end, but we'll do it with John 3.16. We'll do John 3.16 and 17, and I'm going to ask that whenever you recite John 3.16, you recite John 3.16 and 17. They go together. They go together. The way night goes with sometimes asking those questions that we're not sure we want to ask in the daytime, or maybe they're those questions that we ask because our thoughts are spinning and we're not quite ready to settle down and questions come up that we can't quite answer. Or maybe we ask questions at night or ponder things at night that are not about getting getting the dishes done and getting to work on time and making sure that we've returned X calls, but they follow their own path. I, most of you know this, I am a night person, naturally, organically. My dad was too, so I can come by it naturally. Uh, which means I, that's when I have the most energy. But I do have those moments when it's quiet and dark. And I will tell you one of the things that I love about the night is that people are quirky at night. They are. Or sometimes we say strange. The people that you encounter, you know, the formalism of the daytime, of how we present ourselves in the daylight and when we're going through our regular day. Sometimes we let go of that in the evening and at night. So sometimes encountering people, talking to people on the phone, or just, again, even what we think at night is more relaxed and in some ways uh, more about what's going on inside of us rather than what we want other people to see. Nicodemus goes to Jesus by night. 
And the preposition there that gets translated as by night, sometimes it gets translated as at night, but at night makes it sound like it's a clock thing. And it may well have been a clock thing, but by night suggests that under the shadow of night, in the guise of night, in the way that you do things at night, which is a little bit different. Now, for the longest time, I thought that this was because Nicodemus didn't want his friends to know. But, as was pointed out by another pastor during text study, um, first of all, the fact that Nicodemus went to Jesus by night meant that Nicodemus knew where to find Jesus. So we know that Jesus was already being followed or known about. And I always had this vision that, you know, Jesus was walking down the street and, and, and Nicodemus came to talk to him. But by night, if it was in the evening, probably meant that Jesus was at somebody's home. Had an evening meal, ready to, you know, settle down for the evening. So he was going to Jesus somewhere, somewhere that Jesus was staying or hanging out. And I got told a number of stories when I first moved to Juno, but one of them was, everybody's going to know where you are. People think that they do things secretly here, but they don't. Fortunately for me, I don't think I was trying to sneak around that much, but I, ha and then I got told a number of just really entertaining stories about people who really didn't think that everybody knew where they were, and some emergency happened, and all of a sudden half the town knew where they were. Um, I mean, we live, we live in Juneau, and, you know, most people know where you are. Of course, if you drive a big yellow bus, people know where you are. But anybody here go to Fred Meyer and not run into people you know? <laughs> not have a conversation with somebody that later on you have a conversation with somebody else in their household that they haven't had yet with that person in their household? It's like, oh, I didn't know that that's what Brad was getting for dinner. Um, I do have those conversations with people. Well, at, at the, we don't know exactly, of course, how many people lived in Jerusalem at, at Jesus' time. And this was on the way to Jerusalem. So it doesn't even specify where he was. But somewhere in between uh, Jerusalem and Capernaum, which is where he was traveling from, Jesus was staying. And it was close enough to Jerusalem that Nicodemus was there. So... Let's say maybe 70,000. Estimates widely vary, but maybe 70,000. So I'm figuring, okay, twice the size of Juno. Still people, people knew where people were. So Nicodemus going to Jesus by night in the place where Jesus was staying, whoever Jesus was staying with, meant that Nicodemus wasn't doing it as secretly as I always imagined. People were going to know. But something allowed him to go to Jesus by night. When in the daytime, the Pharisees were rejecting Jesus. The Pharisees were, as I said, they were. He was already being followed. We know that. And the Pharisees were figuring out how they were going to stop Jesus and this Jesus movement. How do we get rid of this guy? Because he's stirring things up. And this is just after he tore up the temple yard. So he's messing with our money. You know, you turn off the, over the tables of the, the money changers, 
You're going to get people excited. Mess with people's money, we're going to get them excited. So Nicodemus wasn't ready to go talk to Jesus in public, but he wanted to know more. What? How do you? What? What are you talking? I don't understand. And the question we get is, he starts with, I think he starts with rabbi. So he acknowledges Jesus as teacher. We know that you are a teacher who has come from God. Nicodemus identifies Jesus as a teacher who has come from God. Nicodemus, this person that, that we think is really struggling with the faith, calls Jesus someone who has come from God. In, in the Gospel of John especially, people acknowledging Jesus as God, as someone who has come from God, is huge statement of faith. So he's coming to Jesus in a nightly way, dealing with those things that he doesn't want to do in front of his friends, that he's not quite sure how he wants to talk about it, but already with this profound statement of faith. And then he says, you know, no one can do this apart from the spirit or apart from God, but what you doing? How is it that you're not part of us? You're not following our rules. You're messing with us. But you couldn't do these signs apart from God. And then Jesus talks about this being born from above, and Nicodemus is what? But that's true for a lot of John. And I want you to compare, no matter where you worship next week, thank you for Amanda for pointing out God is everywhere, no matter where you worship next week, listen to the lesson next week, because there are some really strong parallels. A, a woman of probably low status is going to come to Jesus in the middle of the day at the well and kind of ask a similar question. What? How does the spirit think? How can, this, how can, how can you be born again from above? And if you're Lutheran, or if you're in any of the related historical denominations, you probably don't use born-again language as much as some of the more modern churches do. But here's, he's talking about being born from the Spirit, being born again from above. Born again. What does that mean? Well, for us... It means being baptized into the baptism into which Jesus was baptized. It means being baptized with water, but receiving the Spirit. And previously, receiving the Spirit meant you get the Spirit to do something, and then the Spirit goes away. You know, the Spirit comes over people. Well, now the Spirit is, you're being born again from the Spirit. You're being created anew, not the same as being born from the, the womb, but you're being created anew from the Spirit. And Jesus says, unless that happens, you can't see God. And again, Nicodemus says, what? I don't get it. Which is a lot of times what we do at night. What? I don't get it. Now, some of us whip out our iPad and 
start to look things up, and then we follow links on Wikipedia, and then we follow another link, and another link, and another link, and before you know it, it's three hours later, and we still don't get it, but we've learned a lot of other things. Anybody else do that? Learn a lot about a lot, but still, I don't understand this. Please notice, though, that even though Nicodemus doesn't understand, even though Nicodemus goes in this sort of shadowed, not quite sure where he wants to stand yet, which is what a, kind of a knightly way means, is uh, he's not really willing to stand up and say proudly before his friends, we know you come from God, but he's kind of trying to figure it out. And Jesus talks to him anyway, and Jesus teaches him anyway, and Jesus loves him anyway. And he loves him in a way that starts to move Nicodemus. We see Nicodemus again in John, and, and so you'll see how, how he interacts with, with Jesus later on. But notice that Jesus goes ahead and teaches him. Because lots of us will go to Jesus, to God, to the altar with questions. And we won't quite know how to make sense of it. And we'll be talking about this, this season of Lent, this season of repentance. And some days we really know what we're called to repent from. And some days we're not as clear. And some days we know what we're repenting for. And some days we're not as clear. And some days we know what the Spirit is doing in us. And some days we're not as clear. And we start to ponder it. But that's the Nicodemus piece that Jesus loves anyway and teaches anyway. And the reason I started with you have to say uh, verse 17 with verse 16 is because otherwise verse 16 comes off as an exclusive threat. And that's not what this passage has been. Jesus didn't say, you, you didn't get it, you didn't say it in front of people, get out, right? He starts to teach Nicodemus. So we know that the kingdom is bigger than, than this, this area that we try to, try to draw a line around and say, well, unless you're inside my circle, Jesus came to save the world, that the world might be saved through him. And if it means asking those questions, if it means coming when you're not sure, if it means not quite sure whether or not you want to do this thing that you're called to do. Jesus is saying, let's, let, the spirit, let the spirit do in you what, what it wants to do. Because when you're born from that spirit, you're born from that spirit, you will be you will be empowered, empowered to live the life that God is calling you to live. That's the power of the Spirit. That the world might be saved through him. You, too, are part of the world that might be saved through him. So we're going to say verse 16 and 17 again, and you can look at your bulletin if you need to. But I want you to practice saying them together. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten, so everyone who believes in him would not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to contemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Amen. Sustained by God's abundant mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of creation. O God, you so love your church. Raise up leaders who care for your people. Bless lay theologians seminary and college professors, and all who are called to the ministry of teaching, that they form and inspire us for the work of the gospel. Merciful God, receive our prayer. O God, you so love your creation. Breathe new life into the planetary home. Guide the work of researchers, scientists, and activists who love your earth and who inspire us to care for the natural world. Merciful God, Receive our prayer. O God, you so love the world. Uphold leaders who resist tyranny and oppression. Strengthen organizations that promote peace and harmony. Direct their work to alleviate human suffering and to address its root causes. Merciful God. Receive our prayer. O God, you so love your people. Draw near to all who live with mental illness, depression, or addiction, and accompany them in healing and recovery. Hear the cries of those who look to you in their distress. Merciful God, receive our prayer. O God, you so love your children. Bless the young in our midst and delight us with their joy, wonder, and curiosity. Revive our ministries with children and youth and equip us all for faithful discipleship. Merciful God. O oh God, you so love your saints. As our ancestors in the faith have been a blessing to us, so inspire us by their example of holy living to be a blessing to those who come after us. Merciful God. Receive our prayer. We lift our prayers to you, O oh God, trusting in your steadfast love and your promise to renew your whole creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Remembering, therefore, his life, death, and resurrection, we await your salvation for all this thirsty world. Pour out your spirit on this holy food and on all the baptized gathered for this feast. Wash away our sin, that we may be revived for our journey by the love of Christ. Through him all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God, the giver of love, Christ, the resurrection and the life and the Holy Spirit of rebirth, 
bless you in this Lenten journey. Amen. Go in peace, serve in love. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. It's been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.